Drumos, Perik Nalad, Mishnah Base, 4-2. This Mishnah is an obscure Mishnah, and its meaning is not clear at all. There are a number of Pshatim. I'll give you both of the Pshatim the Bartner suggests. Uh, the, first, the first way to learn this, I think the best way to learn this, is first, let's read the words inside. I'll translate them word for word without explaining what they mean. And then you can see where we're going and sort of what the problems are, making sense of what the Mishnah has to say. And then I'll give you the two versions of how the Bartner explains this Mishnah. So the Mishnah reads, Mishahayu Perosav Bamagura. One who has his produce, let's say grain, in the grain silo, Venasan Sa Leven Levi, and he gave one Sa, that's a measurement, say 12 liters, to a Levi, Usalani, and a second Sa, a second 12 liters, let's say, container, to an Ani, a poor person. Mafresh Ad Shmona Sain Vaochlin. He can separate up to eight more sin, more saws, eight 12-liter containers, let's say, and eat those. Divre bear, according to Rebbeir. And the Chacham Omrim, Eno Mafresh Ela Lefi Cheshbon, the Chacham say no, he can only eat and separate according to the 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 Cheshbon, the calculus, how it's determined. That's what the Mishnah says. The meaning of that Mishnah, of course, as you can see, is rather obscure. Bartonarek gives two separate explanations. They're totally independent one of the other. The first explanation he gives is the setup is we have a farmer who's the Balhabais, he owns the produce, and he is an Amha'aretz. That is to say, he is not necessarily to be relied upon regarding proper tithing of the produce, like we discussed in Sechaz Demai. And the employee that he has taken in is an is a chaver, someone who's strict and punctilious about the proper taking of tithes. And the Allah is that a chaver may not rely on an amaretz to have tithe properly. Hence the whole Masechah's Demai. So, what was very common in the time of the Mishnah was employees, is probably a misnomer, workers, polim, uh, would work and they would, as a matter of course, be given food to eat because everyone was sort of a subsistence level of um, farming or working, typically, and therefore it was part and parcel of the engagement of the pole of the worker to be provided with food. So the worker here has a problem. He can't necessarily eat the food that's given to him by his employer, the farmer, without first ensuring that the proper tithes are taken one way or the other. So the case in our mission then is, I'm saying it outside first, and I'll see inside the words afterwards, that <clears throat> the worker, who's a a uh, strict about he's a chaver, he's strict regarding tithing, saw that his employer, the farmer, gave a container of grain to a lady, and he saw him give a second, and he, the employee, the worker, saw the employer, the owner of the grain, <coughs> excuse me, give a second container of grain to a poor person. Now, it was not explicit whether those gifts were Maiserishon, given to a levy, um, and if it was mice or ani given to a poor person, or not. But the mission is going to say, according to the mayor, that the chaver, the strict employee, the worker, the poel, can safely assume that those were indeed mice or rishon and mice or ani. And that means there must have been, at the starting point, roughly 10 sa'in of grain that needed tithing, and 10% of that goes to Maeser Rishon, 
and the remaining 10% goes to Meister Ani. The numbers don't add up exactly, but that often doesn't bother the Mishnah, so that's not really a concern here necessarily. And uh, the Mishnah is saying that based on the, those um, assumptions, it's, a, it's allowed for the worker to assume that the gifts were Meister Rishon and Meister Ani, meaning that there's now um, remains eight sa'in, eight saw worth of properly tied food, which the worker could eat. Now, I told you we're not worried about the numbers working out exactly. That's that's okay. We can be rounding numbers. As far as the truma gadola, that's not a question, not a problem, because the rule is, if you recall from Masechah's Demai, that an Amharitz can be relied upon to properly separate truma gadola. Um, in any ways, he wouldn't have seen it. He, the worker, the poel, wouldn't see the truma gadola being separated here at the at the grain silo anyways, because the proper time to separate Truma is right away as soon as the the Malacha, the finishing of the processing. So it would have happened back at the threshing floor anyways. So no concerns of Truma Gadola, Maeserijan, and Maeser Ani have been given, and therefore he, the employee, he, the worker, can safely assume it's been tied properly and eat up to a total of eight saw worth of grain based on that assumption. Says Reb Meir, and the Chacham say, no, he can't necessarily assume that. Maybe the gift that was given to Levi was just a gift and only, you know, the requisite amount to make this current meal edible was given as Maeserishon, and the same goes for the gift to the poor person. Maybe it was given just as a gift, a generic gift, not, not a Maeser Ani gift, and therefore um, only the minimal amount um, was given as Maeser Ani to allow proper tithing. In other words, since the employer knows that the employee must eat, and therefore he, of course, is claiming he tied it properly. It's assumed he tied it properly. So that much, it's since after seeing what was given, the employee can assume it was tied properly, at least to the point that this one meal, this current meal, is properly tithed. That's what it means, the calculated amount of food for this particular meal. But when it comes to the next meal later on, he, the employee, the worker, can no longer assume that things are tied properly and have the usual problems um, of demai, which he'd have to separate and deal with beyond the scope of this Mishnah. That's the Bartonus first shot. Let's see in the words. I'll read it now again, but now I won't just um, translate. I'll explain. If there's a farmer who has his grain stored in the silo, and the poel, the worker, observes that the farmer, the owner, gave one saw to a levi, and a second saw was given to an ani. So, he, the worker, can safely assume those are given as Maeser Rishon and Maeser Ani, respectively, and therefore, Mafresh Ochlin. He can therefore separate another eight sa'a worth of grain from the silo, and that will be for a total of ten. Everything's tithed properly. Diver of Mayor, and that's going to be a okay, no problem. It's safe to assume that the gifts were Maeser Ani and Maeser Rishon. And the Chum say, no, the Chum Omrim, no No, we can't just assume that. He only can separate enough food um, that he will now be able to eat this one meal um, properly. And beyond that, he would have to deal with the concern that maybe what's served him at the next meal isn't being tied properly at all. That's the first shot in the Bartonora. The second shot in the Bartonora, a totally different case. Forget everything we said up to now. Shake that Etch-a-Sketch clean. New picture to be drawn. The same words, of course. But here the picture is simply that the... We have, a, we have a person who, there's no employees and employers here. There's a person, he owns this field, he owns this grain, he has grain in his silo that needs to be tithed. Um, he hasn't yet decided which 
grain he wants to tithe, or maybe if it, you know, let's assume that there, for who knows what reason, he would have some preference of one over the other. So what does he do? He has a levy knock on his door, let's say, so he gives the levy a saw worth of grain, and then he has an onion knock on his door, and he has an request food, so he gives the onion a saw of grain. And then later on, he goes to the silo and says, you know what, I'm going to tithe a total of 10 saw worth of grain. He chooses what grain now, after the fact. And he'll say, listen, wherever the grain is in the hands of the ani, let that, excuse me, of the levy, let that be the maeser rishon. And wherever the grain is in the hands of that ani, wherever he went to, let that be the maeser ani. And that will tithe properly. There's 10 saw, leave me with the eight that are left in my hands. And I'll eat those happily ever after. In other words, he can, he can just assume that, says Reb Meir, he can assume that that Levi somewhere still has that saw of grain safe and sound, and the Ani, the poor man, has that saw of grain safe and sound, and now that will be the source of being separate in the tithes required from this grain, these eight remaining saw of grain in the silo. That's from Mereshita. And the Chum say, no way. Who, say, who says that, that the Levi hasn't gone and consumed the grain? And who says that the Ani hasn't gone and consumed the grain? And if the Ani has now eaten some or all that grain, it's no longer available to serve as the Meister Ani gift to be the tithes that must be taken from the eight remaining saw back of the silo. So it just won't work. He won't be able to do anything. He, the owner of this grain, won't be doing anything until he is able to ascertain how much is left of the Meister Rishon and Meister Ani. And then based on that new information, if you find that whatever, if only half of each is left, he can't eat eight, he'll only be able to eat four saw because that's all that he has available to him so he has to he can't rely on it and on the assumption that it must be around and that the levy and poor person haven't eaten it rather he has to re-clarify the matter and then only separate times based on his updated information according to that cheshbon the words of the mission again are read inside one more time again explaining according to that second shot an owner of grain has lots of grain in his silo Venasan sala ben levi he gives one container, a saw worth to a levy, usal ani, and a second saw container to an ani, not declaring them Meister Rishon and Meister Ani, for now. And then, later on, he decides he wants to separate to Mafresh at Shmona, Sa'an Va'ochlan. He could, at a later date, take eight more saw from his silo, and say, listen, these need to be tithed properly, the Meister Rishon is in some levy's hand somewhere, and that'll be sufficient, that I gave, That'll be it. And the mice is in the Ani's hand somewhere wherever I gave it to him, and he walked away with it. And those will act as the tithes for this total of ten, leaving with eight, and I'll eat those. That's Reb Mayor. He says that's okay. The owner is allowed to safely assume that the grain he gave to the Levi and the Ani is still excellent, still still around. And the Chum say, no, you can't. The Chamorim, Eino Mafresh, El Fichajban, the Chum say, no, he can't take any tithes until he first ascertains what actually is left of the Meiser Rishon and of the Meiser Ani, and then he'll be able to tithe what he has remaining in the silo based on the updated calculations of what he has now discovered is left of those gifts. And uh, whatever the Pshat is, the Hilach is certainly like the Chachamim.